0: I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. How bad is number two one? Calvin Ridley for six. In the 2021 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize. To absolutely nobody! Touchdown Atlanta. What's up guys, my name is Jesse Head and this is another episode of the Heads Up Podcast. Your source for all things Falcons related. And for this episode guys, we're going to be getting into wide receivers. And yes, this is another episode this week. We're going to try uh, to put out a little bit more content with you know, training camp getting started here in a couple days, and our season kicking off just around the corner. So obviously a lot to talk about: positional battles, positional groups, um, interviews, all the kind of different things that we can break down and analyze. And there's certainly enough material to try to do two a week, and I'm going to try to do that as we um, as we move forward uh, and get closer and closer to the uh, the kickoff of the 2021 season. But for this episode, guys, we're going to get into that receiver room and talk about those guys. Um, it's Almost awkward to talk about these guys and not include Kyle Pitts, as he's probably going to be lining up out there quite a bit, and we talked about that on episode 19, uh, where, we, where we broke down a deeper look at Kyle Pitts and how we're going to be using him. But we're going to talk about specifically the true wide receivers uh, that we're going to have in this room, and it's awkward to look at right now, because there's no Julio Jones. That's the major elephant in the room. Crazy to think about after 10 years of seeing him be a leader um, of that positional group and him not be here anymore um, is just wild to look at as I was breaking this down and and and, and analyzing these guys and, and looking at what we'd have going into this camp and who's going to step up. But, you know, you're never going to replace a Julio Jones, guys. But there's a ton of successful teams out there that don't have a Julio Jones. And we'll be able to find the answer. Um, you, you know, we broke this down in previous episodes, talked a lot about Julio Jones, but the right thing to do for the future of this team was to move on from Julio Jones and, um, you know, for the better, for the betterment of signing players in the future and putting this team in a successful position. Um, so you got to look at it kind of like Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Um, we're never going to replace Giambi. But I'm looking for a group of guys that can give me that production, and that's what you gotta that's how you gotta look at this this um this group of receivers is where are we gonna find um the production from now obviously a ton of that goes to Kyle Pitts, and we'll talk about that a little bit as we go through these receivers and kind of some of the game plan behind using them and where we'd use them and everything um but we certainly have the potential here uh to be a successful offense there's a there's a lot of talent here and especially with the offense that he runs uh Arthur Smith runs that 12 personnel Um, You know, one running back, two tight ends, Um, not always in your traditional, you know, two tight ends down in the dirt. Um, You'll see them often in bunch formations lined up out wide, a lot of different areas. Um, But we're going to see a ton of production that's made up for from, you know, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and uh, some of these, you know, three, four and five guys that are going to be in the mix. And then obviously Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst are going to see a lot of playing time too. So there's a lot to work with here. So let's jump into it. It's tough to find a reliable barber. Everybody wants to look their best, and that starts with a fresh haircut. That's why you gotta go check out Eclectic Barbershop, the best barbershop in Atlanta. Whether it's for a hot date and you're trying to get your freak on, or a business meeting, and you're trying to give off a good impression. I get the fade, that's my thing, but they can do it all. They take care of you. They do the hot towel, straight razor, they'll even hook you up with an ice cold beer while you're waiting, or while you're getting your haircut. They're located at 805 Peachtree Street, Parking is free across the street. Eclectic Barbershop, check him out. Kicking off this group, the obviously unopposed new leader Calvin Ridley. Get ready cuz he's about to have a massive year. I think this is the year that we're going to see him emerge into that top tier elite talent of receivers, you know, within the NFL. I think that he's been held back in a sense, and there's going to be some listeners freak out about this one, but I think he's been held back in a sense with Julio Jones being here and taking up some of the targets and receptions that would be his um and with him being the clear you know number one receiver, I just see him having a massive year this year, you know last year in twenty twenty you know Julio Jones missed a ton of time, obviously he had ninety receptions, nine touchdowns uh over thirteen hundred yards, and fifteen point three yards. Uh, per carry, and obviously we can expect those numbers to increase. Um, I'm calling maybe 11 touch, 11 touchdowns this year over 1,500 yards, um, and that's if you know Arthur Smith's offense is just hitting on 70 percent of all cylinders. You know Calvin really, I've been saying this for a while. He plays a lot. He plays a game a lot like Antonio Brown in the way that he does his route running, his cuts and breaks at the top of his routes, and the way that he creates separation with those is unmatched in the NFL. It's absolutely incredible. He has some of the most beautiful route-running ability that you'll see on film out of anybody in the NFL. It's incredible to watch. And I think he's going to have a massive year. And I'll say this too, man. We won't talk a lot about Calvin Ridley. We're going to try to focus on some of these other guys because we know what Calvin Ridley is capable of and what he's going to be. But anyone out there discrediting Calvin Ridley and saying that he was only good because of Julio Jones, like that treatment y'all like to give to Matt Ryan and really anybody that plays around Julio Jones, just go check the game film. When, when Julio Jones wasn't out there, Calvin Ridley was still murking cornerbacks. And a lot of times they started double covering him. Um, so that just tells you the talent that he has and what the NFL thinks about him, the opposing teams that we're going against and defenses think about him. This dude's going to have a massive year, man. This is going to be the year that we see him emerge into that elite talent. Next up, Russell Gage, your clear-cut number two receiver. Uh, Russ was one of the few unexpected bright spots on the team in 2020. He ended up with 700 yards and four touchdowns and kind of served as that trust target, that trust blanket uh, for Matt Ryan throughout the year as the number two target. And I think in 2021, he'll be just that. Uh, you know, a steady, reliable target um, that Matt Ryan can look to, you know, when he gets in trouble. I do think that his yardage will go down a little bit, actually, with the presence of Kyle Pitts and Arthur Smith's new offensive scheme. We talked about this in some of the previous episodes covering the offense and what Kyle, Kyle Pitts brings to the table. But uh, Arthur Smith loves the 12 personnel. And, that you know, for those that don't know, 12 personnel is one running back, two tight ends. Arthur Smith likes to run it in a lot of different ways. He'll do it traditionally um, with two tight ends um, you know, down in the dirt. Um, or he'll do it with them standing up in a bunch formation or out wide. He likes to feature feature them in a lot of different ways. And he does this, uh, I think it's 40% of the time that he's running 12 personnel. And I think a lot of those secondary, uh, secondary yardage, secondary targets um, that aren't going to Calvin Ridley, will go to a a Kyle Pitts and a Hayden Hurst um, a lot of the time. So uh, I think those guys are going to eat up a lot of the the receiving yards. Uh, But I think, you know, Kyle – or not Kyle Pitts, but um, Russell Gage will serve in that same capacity that he did before, an efficient target that Matt Ryan can lean on and um, be a steady, you know, reliable trust uh, target for him. And that brings us to our three, four, and five wide receiver spots. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch as it unfolds in training camp. You've got four guys um, here that are all going to get a decent look from this coaching staff and be, uh, you know, it's going to be a true competition uh, amongst these four guys. You've got rookie Frank Darby, Christian Blake, Alamide Zacchaeus, and then the newly signed speedster, uh, Taji Sharp. And. You know, one of the guys that stands out the most in this group for me is Frank Darby. And he stands out the most, you know, for a couple reasons. He was drafted by this regimen. So there's the thought that, hey, you know, this is our guy. This is the guy that we went out and drafted in our first, um, you know, uh, draft uh, with our regimen. And he's he's been one of the hottest topics going through OTAs. He's six foot, 200 pounds, ran a four, five, six. Uh, the only thing is with him, we didn't see much of him in twenty twenty, as he only played two games in college due to injuries um, in his last season. Doesn't really have great athleticism from what we can see on tape, uh, but you know he's an interesting draft pick. You know, one of the things that does check out for sure, certainly passes the vibe check, is his personality. Um, the guy is got one of the brightest personalities that I've seen on the Atlanta Falcons in a long time. Extremely likable. He's got one of those guys that just lets his emotions go. Um, and within a league where these guys are so protective of their image um, and so cautious of what they put out there in front of people. He is just not one of those guys, man. Watching him, you know, go through the the draft day and um, get drafted, and the stories that he told about it. He told the uh, the funniest story, and I talked about this previously, but I got to share this one again for the for the new listeners out there. But you know, when he was drafted, uh, you know, it, he got the call or whatever from the Atlanta Falcons, and he gets everybody over. You know, he's got like all his family, all his friends over, gets everybody in front of the TV. And then it went to a commercial. So uh, he told that story on ninety two nine with Duke's and Bell, and it was just one of the funniest things I've heard. Man, he he's a good dude, man. He he's, he's not. He he makes a uh, he gets a laugh from everything. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And that is something that we haven't seen in uh, this locker room in a long time, especially in the wide receiver room. You know, Julio Jones obviously uh, never really gave us anything. Uh, other than elite performance on the field, which I was certainly happy with, Calvin Ridley is similar in the sense that you know he doesn't show much personality, um, you know, to the media at all. Uh, but this is just a completely refreshing new thing for us. So man, I- I'm excited. I'm rooting for this guy, um, and he's certainly you know one of the dudes that they're looking at that they want to be that number three guy because they drafted him, and um, you know they've seen these other guys on the field, and there's a lot of potential here, you know, with Frank Darby and what he brings to the table, but. It is a unique pick for the Atlanta Falcons in the sense that we didn't see him play in 2020 that much, so, or really at all. I think he had like six receptions or something like that. So um, he'll be interesting to watch as he goes through this camp, but they're certainly fired up about him. Next is Alamide Zacchaeus, Another fan favorite for sure is an undrafted free agent. Uh, he showed up in style. Um, in 2019, with a 93-yard touchdown from Matt Ryan um, for his first NFL catch, had a decent showing in 2020, racking up 200 yards and a touchdown. You know, the only thing with him is you wonder—he's only five eight um, and runs a four-five. So you wonder—you know—with somebody that small and you know that's not you know extremely fast for being that small, you, you wonder where his peak is at. Um, but out of you know all the guys that we saw you know at the receiver spot last year, he was certainly one of the guys that stood out the most. Um, but we didn't have much to see out there at all from what we had and the play con and the different things that were going on. Next, uh, Taji Sharp. So the hype around you know, this signing was was minimum to none. But Taji Sharp has a, a history with Arthur Smith. He didn't get a lot of attention from the signing because in twenty twenty. He was with the Vikings, had a poor show in there, but previously in 2019 uh, played in Arthur Smith's offense with the Titans and was very su- successful as a rotational receiver. He had 25 receptions, 329 yards, and four touchdowns. He's 6'2", 190 pounds, but the knock on him, and I, when I saw this I was like, Jesus, but he runs a 4'7". So he's extremely slow for a receiver. Especially being six-two and 190 pounds, when I saw that he ran a 4'7, I was wondering if he was like 220, 225 to try to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he's not. But he's a bigger guy that can attack the middle of the field, or you can isolate him one-on-one against smaller corners. If you go and look at his film, um, a lot of the touchdowns came from crossing routes um, within the red zone. Being a bigger guy, he could you know he could. Um, quarterback can throw uh, Quarterback can throw it up to the back of the end zone and he can jump jump up and catch it. And that was where a lot of his touchdowns came from. Another, uh, one of his, uh, uh, or a couple of his touchdowns came from him being isolated out there with a corner and just being able to be the bigger guy and go out there and jump over him. So we'll probably see him used in those ways, attack in the middle of the field, um, red zone. One of the things that Arthur Smith loves to do when he gets in the red zone is, uh, run a five spread. So he'll put five wide receivers out quarterback and shotgun by himself with no running back back there. And um, you do a bunch of crossing routes and different things like that. And then let the, let the quarterback find the open receiver. Uh, It's a unique tactic that he uses, but I I think I saw, or maybe watched a video or something like that on YouTube that when he ran that specific formation in the red zone, with that personnel he had like a 70% touchdown success rate or something like that. So, um he uh we will, I think we'll certainly see him out there and he's a true competitor with having a history um with Arthur Smith. And then the last guy on this list of, you know, the guys that the top guys that are going to be competing for the spot, um you know, without, you know, you know discussing any, you know, guys that could emerge from um, you know the the lower class ranks that are kind of competing on the roster for a spot at this point in time without training camp being started. Christian Blake, um, for me, this is the odd man out of the the guys that have been on the roster and are what we what we'd consider the true competitors. He's a smaller guy. He's six foot, 180 pounds with average athleticism. He hasn't shocked or impressed. You know. Anybody, any of the coaches or anything like that, but has managed to, you know, maintain a roster spot at the, you know, wide receiver five six type role. With Darby being drafted, the upside of of Zacchaeus, and then the familiarity of Taji Sharp with the coaching staff, he just seems like the odd man out for me. Um, I've I've liked Christian Blake and watching him in the preseason games and and you know special teams and stuff like that. Uh, But you just have to wonder, you know, with the new regimen, is this, you know, is this where he doesn't make the roster? Is this where they cut him for somebody that has potential or somebody that they have a a history with? Um, Does he end up on the practice squad? You just kind of have to wonder, you know, where he's at with this, um, you know, with this coaching staff. And then move into the kind of the practice squad training camp bodies. You've got Jeff Badette, Jawan Green, Antonio Nunn, Chris Rowland, and Austin Trammell, the most familiar two names on here. Um, as far as Falcons fans and, and players being previously here, Jawan Green and Chris Rowland. Um, I don't really see any of these guys pushing anyone off the roster, but as you know, training camp. We always see surprises. We always see somebody that steps up and you know out-hustles, out-works somebody. Jeff Bidette is an interesting one. With He brings unmatched speed to this group, running a 4-3. Unique guy that's been uh, – he was undrafted, didn't get signed by anybody, then uh, went and tried out, I think, for the Vikings. Didn't work out there. Did a small stint in the XFL with like seven receptions and over 100 yards. And um, now I think this is his first opportunity back um, in the NFL – don't have high hopes for him making the roster, but there's a there's a possibility somewhere for him with that kind of speed that he has. Um, if he shows out, maybe maybe he's a guy that could sneak in there. Chris Rowland is intriguing as a kick returner. Um, I don't see him being a major uh, option for us in the receiver group. But one thing that we um, that's still up in the air right now as we go into this season is kick returner. Obviously, we have Cordarrelle Patterson. Um, But you wonder who that punt returner is. And Chris Rowland could certainly be that guy. He competed for that role um, in previous years, got beat out last year by Brandon Powell, uh, who's a veteran in the special teams. And they chose to go with the veteran, the safe guy, instead of Chris Rowland, but... This um, this this new regimen felt strong enough about Chris Rowland to keep him on here, specifically uh, to you know probably compete for those special team spots, and you know that's where you know a lot of these guys uh, that are kind of the, the camp bodies, practice squad type guys can can make a team is ending up um, you know on the special teams, especially you know being a punt returner, but this is a good group. Uh that we have here there's there's it's gonna be a, a lot of fun to watch unfold, especially those wide receivers uh three four and five spots there's gonna be a ton of competition and usually you know a lot of times when you look at training camp. You can you can look and say you know we know this is three guy this is likely the four guy and this is likely our five guy. You look at this group and you're completely unsure of who those guys are. So there's true competition going to happen there, and you know that's what makes training camp fun is when you truly don't know, but you've got a lot of potential. You got a lot of talented dudes that could you know be contributors. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these guys uh, watch these guys you know go through training camp and see what see what unfolds. But with this receiving you know this receiving uh, group that. We have the tight ends that we have if I think this team if the line can hold up and develop a decent run game this is an offense is going to be a lot better than people realize so man I'm excited to see what we have and excited to see how um, everything unfolds in training camp. You guys have heard me talk about Airport Baits before, the premier provider for all your vaping needs in Atlanta. They've got vape mods, tons of vape flavors. They've got a CBD line called Hollum's Hints. They've got teacher lines. They've got gummies. They've got uh, teacher lines for your pets. They've got all kinds of stuff. You gotta go in there and check these guys out. Go in there and ask for Kurt. Kurt's the owner. He's an expert on all this stuff. He has dedicated his life to this store and making sure that he provides the best products in the Atlanta area. Go over there and check them out. They're located on Lang Avenue in Hapeville, Georgia. Alright guys, that's a wrap on this episode of the Heads Up Podcast. Make sure you subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. If you're on Apple, make sure you leave a five-star written review. It helps out the podcast a ton. You can find me on social media, on Twitter at Heads Up Falcons. You can find me on Instagram at Atlanta Falcons Podcast make sure you follow me hit me up man let me know what you thought let me know what you want to hear on the next episodes and i'll be sure to make sure that i feature some of the topics that you send my way a big shout out to my producer thanks for all the hard work and editing that you put in on the podcast everybody out there thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time